for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Christy Stratton. He's Pat Francis. (laughs) That's David Wilde. Yeah. Here's what's happening. Kyle is not here today. Kyle is in San Francisco. Yeah. He was going to speak less than normal. That's right. So uh, (laughs) apparently he was at a place called Sweet Butter today. Sweet Butter this morning. um, Don't out him. Christy Stratton uh, body checked him. I did. And he's like, what the? And I'm like, hey. And he was like, hey, oh, hey. Yeah. I think other people were like, what just happened? What hour of the day was this? This was around 10 a.m. Was your hair up in like a bun? Were you like in sweatpants? I'm, I'm in what I'm wearing in this front is, of you right now. This is what you got the whole This ensemble. It looks great. I like it. All right. You got the rocking the, uh, who's texting me now? Stop texting me. Um, I like the, uh, I like the. Uh, the kerchief? The you kerchief. never tell me what you like in my ensemble. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I have your ensemble memorized. <laughs> Your ensemble is not that far away from my ensemble. Look, we yes. black V-neck. I just don't have a hat on today. I want to say something. Oh, okay. Sitting across from me are two men that have made my dreams come true. Uh-oh. But let's not get into the dirty stuff. <laughs> let's keep it clean. I mean, one of you, through one of you, I got to meet Elliot Easton, and the other one, yes. Barry Gibb. Oh, yes. Mr. That, oh, Barry Gibb. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah. That picture was incredible. Why did I wear that sweater? The pressure. <laughs> the thing is, I as soon as I knew we were doing that Grammy tribute to the Beatles, to the, Beatles, to the Bee Gees, yes. uh, I immediately reached out to uh, Gary, mm-hmm. your husband, yes. and said, you've got to make this your Valentine's Day thing, <laughs> which I thought was nice, yeah, thoughtful, quasi-romantic, in the old romantic sense. And then uh, from that second on, it was made very clear to me I had... To arrange a meeting now. No, I'm no, so no, no. sorry no, 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 because no. I begged him. I'm like, I don't want to meet him. I will freak out. I can't do well, it. No, the funny thing is that it was. That's not a hassle. Like, yeah. If it's a, if he was if it was like the Grammys, there's a lot of opportunities. The weird thing was, we do the show two days after the Grammys, and a it's always like this crazy thing of being wiped out. And the structure of the show was that. Barry Gibb was going to sit in the audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. The whole show. I was going to be backstage dealing with John Travolta and all the speakers and and working with Ken. And then, you know, Barry would come on stage for his performance and then it would be over. So I was like, I don't know how I make <laughs> sure this happens because that I just have to get out from behind the stage, rush out. And pull you over. Which is what happened. And it worked out fine, It right? worked out great because, Perfect. honestly, I'm like, I don't know what, I'm like, I hope it doesn't happen because then I'll be in my head all night. And then it just happened so quickly. You were like, hey, come with me. And I'm like, oh my God, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And then it happened so quickly. And you introduced me and he was lovely. He was nice. Shook my hand and I don't even know what I said. Like, I don't know, but I know I must have kept going on because then you're like, and this is her husband. Right, exactly. <laughs> As if to say, I can stop talking now. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the problem sometimes when you have these meetings. It's so quick that you just you don't right. even, you forget. Well, then after, if my memory is correct, because it's all a blur that Grammy week, but after the show, didn't you come back up on stage? Yes, to, and, and, I, again, and I said, you have Gary. To, and, and I said, you have to get a picture now. Ask him, which he was He fine was with. awesome. Yeah. 
And what was so interesting was, like, we live in Hollywood. You get an all-access pass, and that's like you and a thousand other people. Yes, yeah. This is literally the people who were performing and maybe five others. Oh, that's great. So we got to, we ascended the stage, and, you know, with all the confetti and mm-hmm. whatnot, and the show was amazing. And when is it going to air? I can't. CBS today told me, don't reveal when it's oh, out, because they're okay. going to announce it in a week or two. Okay. But it's going to be on in the next little couple period months. Of time. Okay. It's yeah. the show is dynamite. It's just dynamite. But that night was so amazing and wonderful. And the fact that I got to meet this guy who's a legend and he couldn't have been more lovely. Eye contact didn't act like, ugh, I've got to, you know, sit through uh, this another one. spiel. I was wearing a really terrible sweater. I still don't know what got into me. It did not look like a terrible sweater. (laughs) It was all good. I I enjoyed the show. I can't wait for people to see it. Uh, I think you'll be in some shots. I saw you in in that sweater. Oh my God. In one edit. Everyone will see it. Because you were in the front row. Yes, we were. Thank you very much, David Wilde. In fact, I... I was was Wayne Fetterman in the front row. Wayne also? was in the row behind you. Ah, right? okay. Well, suck he came, it, Wayne. He came with us at a certain point. Like at a certain point, he mm-hmm. came and sat with us. Yeah, I tried not to get him the good pass because <laughs> I, I thought from what Gary was telling me, I was worried that if he got to meet Barry Gibb too, it would lower the experience for. <laughs> I have a. For I have man, a for the man. I have to out Gary. I have a quick Gary story too. Uh, it might have been your most recent birthday. He, um, Gary. Uh, contacted me and asked me if there was any way Elliot Easton could call and leave a message on your oh phone. My God. And I was like, no, uh, I was like, Gary, I no. don't, I mean, I don't really, I don't know him like that. Gary. <laughs> I just, but I think cause he knew I, cause I got that thing signed for you once. And right. he thought, I think it's nice I'm that just, your husband cares that I much. I do too. I, but I just, caring. I'm like, okay. I, I can't, man, I don't think I can make that. I, do that. I've done, <laughs> I obviously didn't. I've done similar things for my wife. I'll do anything for, Rick Springfield. I even wrote 12 liner notes for Bon Jovi so that I could get my wife whatever she needed when she used to have a crush on Bon Jovi. Oh my Fortunately, gosh. it moved on to Rick Springfield, who I, uh, that's been more I, fun for I, me. You, you, every time I've been reading, like uh, pulling CDs off my shelf and just looking at them, and your name's like in every one. I didn't know you did these Barry Manilow liner notes. I did like 15. Yes, Barry you did Manilow's. everything. You did the all same of them. time I was doing 15 Smashing Pumpkins, and I said, I like the range I have because I'll do <laughs> and, Smashing and, Pumpkins and Manilow and, as a fan of And <laughs> the uh, Fleetwood Mac Tango in the Night's coming out this month. In uh, I think next week. Next week. And yeah, you yeah. did liner notes for that. I think I did. As you did I for recall. Mirage. Yes. Now, did it ever? Did you ever do liner notes? And then when it came out, they someone else did them instead. Did that it, ever happen? That's happened once or twice in like twenty years of doing that's this. Not, that's pretty. Uh, ratio. The most interesting one that ever happened was uh, James Taylor when he was doing his greatest hits. I got a call saying, "Would you write liner notes?" And I said, "Well, I can write like an essay." I said, "But truthfully, my sense is." Your songs are so intimate and personal. Mm. It's much better if we do a song by song yeah. and I just interview you and I'll edit it. So we did that. And he called me late at night one night and <laughs> and we had this incre- he was really open. And he's I think in in interviews, there's people who are more wide open and people mm-hmm. who are a little bit more private. He just gave me all the stories of these songs in a very personal way. That's nice. And I was like, this is great. I transcribed it, edited it, sent it. They called and said, this is fantastic. And then a few weeks later, I was told they were great. We're not going to use them. And then a few weeks later, I, they didn't use any notes. 
and then he immediately did a one man show where he explained the story of all the songs. Oh, yeah. And it became this big deal in his career that he did. It became like it was filmed for uh, Sidney Pollock or whatever. Yeah, is it, it became, called, is it called One Man Band? Yeah. Maybe? One, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was, yeah. I think that was because he, when he read the notes, he must have gone. Hold on, this is. I'm. I shouldn't just make this notes. This is yeah. like a an evening of my. It might even. Life. It might even be called something like one band man or something. Some play on weird. Some weird thing. But yeah, I've seen that. It's great. Yes. So that's. So you wrote that, that show. Case. You wrote a one man show got, for. Yeah, I got nothing. James Taylor. <laughs> I think I got paid for the uh, notes, but that's about it. Yeah, I should say when you mentioned Elliot Easton, that a that's the reason I know this show and mm -hmm. I have we have a relationship with this show is because I was Googling... Down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole one night on cars. Well, it could have been either been MILF porn or the cars. So I think <laughs> it's a and weird, thing. Weirdly, Elliot Easton comes up either way. Oh, yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's how I discovered this show. And I did... Uh, can I say anything about a character on the show? Can I say anything about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, character on the show. Well, yeah. I mentioned to... I, I, I happened to run oh, to Elliot uh -huh. recently in some context and told him... I passed along the word that Mr. Easton teaches calculus. Yeah. Yes, on the show, and he was, well, it, he's referenced. Yes, oh, and that's he, funny. Yeah. And he was excited. By I didn't that. even pick up on that. He, no, it hasn't aired yet. Oh, okay. And he and, said, oh. and, "I'm sorry." Oh, go 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 on. And he said he 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 loved you too. Oh, that's great. Oh, look, that's the best Elliot Easton interview you're ever going to hear. I really believe that. I, I could really have believe gone that. On another hour, yeah. honestly, it was two hours, and I could have gone on. My another favorite hour. thing was like, he's like, "How long is this?" I'm like, "It's like ninety minutes." He goes, "I, I don't think I have anything to say for ninety oh minutes." Two gosh. hours later, still yeah. talking. I gotta go back <laughs> and listen to that show again. Uh, did you get into one of the things that I want to know more? I didn't mention to Elliot when I talked to him recently. Jules Shear, he wrote that solo. Oh, yeah, we talked yes, about that. We talked about it. Are you Jules fans? See, I'm a big. I used to know Jules, and I'm a big. I just fan. know like stuff he's done with Cindy Lauper. I don't know his stuff. Ooh, you got to explore his stuff. All right, really, really good. So much music out there. Yeah, there's a song called he. We were talking about Wide Awake mm -hmm. that they did. Yeah. That he's like, I wish someone with a great voice would record that, and I'm thinking like, why not? His daughter has a beautiful voice. Yeah. she should do that song. That's a good idea. Anyway. Sydney. Yeah, but he wants royalties. You need to sell more. Now, this is fun. Since we're talking about uh, Elliot Easton real quick, I want to play something for Christy. Um, a listener contacted me and told me that he had this, told me that he had a clean copy of this. I hope I'm saying your name right, John. Uh, it's, uh, last name is Mortis, M-O-R-T-A-S, John Mortis. And let me just play this real quick. We, he, said, he said Mortas. Mortas. What? From Fort Worth, we have Christy on the line. She's listening to the zoo in Dallas. Hi, Christy. Now, I have the whole entire show, Christy. This guy has a clean copy. What? This isn't the this isn't the one off YouTube. This is you could hear how much clearer that is. I have the entire show, and I didn't bring it with me, but I I have it burned onto a CD from this gentleman, and I'm going to give oh it to you. Oh my gosh! The oh whole my. thing. And do you have a bar mitzvah tape of me? <laughs> I sure do. I cannot even. Yeah, this is the guy you thank right there. <gasps> wow. Put that guy's name in a character on Modern Family. <laughs> I will. I, Danielle Pardo, by the way, is another. Uh, oh my hey, God. there's Danielle Pardo. Danielle Koenig, I couldn't get it to clear. Right. But I'm like, all right, what about Pardo? And so he's like, there's Danielle Pardo. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah. Speaking um, of Elliot Easton, mm -hmm. let's do a topic. Oh, yes. The topic tonight, here's what I called it. Um, but this was, this was your idea. 
you, you always say things are my idea. I don't, your idea. I don't really have any. You ideas. said you said you like to do an episode with Christy, and yes. you'd like to. He goes, "Have you guys played a lot of car songs?" I go, "Yeah, but I mean, it's fine." And you said, "Let's do cartoons." That's what I called it, cartoons, T U N E S, and we'll play our favorite songs by the Cars, but we can also play our favorite songs about yes. cars. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're gonna do. But before that, we have a little. We have a quick word uh, from our sponsor. The Camaro will drive you absolutely mad. Either the mod mod world of fun, yeah. Chevy's new Camaro is what's happening now. Turn the key, it turns you on, yeah. Lean and muscular, that's Camaro. Ah, <laughs> no. yeah. This, uh, this was on a recent CD release, uh, a retrospective, two CD retrospective by that band. Do you know who that band is? That was singing. Is that the, Turtles? That's the Turtles. Oh, yeah. And this is called, good. this is a Chevy Camaro commercial on the Turtles. Love the Turtles. <laughs> yeah. So when I was typing just in car stuff, I'm like, I was typing like, oh, is there songs about Corvette? Is there songs about this? Trucks. Yeah, this I typed f- in Camaro and this came up. This is a funny topic for me because I love the cars. Mm-hmm. I love car songs. I have no interest in cars and like oh, I, I spend time with like care Adam Carolla who yeah. I just was at the, his you know I it's all like less. car talking like I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> N- never I, been a fan yeah. I've just I just I want a car that's uh, you know nice and new and neat and clean and gets me where I need to go but I don't I don't know anything about what's under the hood I have no idea yeah, what about no. you you can't no, be a car no, person please not at all what kind of car and your car's a mess inside David can I tell people that sure <laughs> No, he goes, he was picking me up somewhere and he goes, get in. And he had it like, he had like CDs, like stacked, like oh, on the floor and everywhere. CDs. Good office. for you. It is your office. Your car wasn't a mess. I look like, it looks like I hurt you. You're, you look No, hurt. no, no. Okay. I, I, I've narrowly avoided many car accidents recently. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. We see an, when I drive my daughter to school every morning, we see an accident every single day. Not even joking. I nearly, ha- I've had one car accident in Jamaica with Howie Epstein from the Heartbreakers. Oh my gosh. With Carling Carter in front of us. I almost got killed. That's my only car accident until yesterday when I was going down Coldwater Canyon with my window open. It was a very hot day. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to save the air conditioning. Let's put the window down. And a giant bird. <gasps> so the only, this never happened. Like a Hitchcock movie happened. My, my <laughs> no. only, only, only the window by my you know, side yeah. is open. The bird. And I'm going down cold water yeah. where you can't, there's no side to pull over on. There was a fire truck, not <laughs> with the sirens, but a fire truck right behind me. And if bird flew in front of my face and started going at me. Oh my and, God. And it was stuck in freaking out, feathers flying. In the car. In the car. Never happened. My car is full of feathers still. What did you do? Did you put all the windows down so it would fly out or I, what? It took me a, about five seconds of... <laughs> I made a noise like that, and then I opened the window and started sort of pushing, trying to push it out, which eventually flew out. But it was oh freaked out. It was like a. I didn't, it took me about ten seconds to figure out what was happening. That's insane. That's never happened. And That's you horrible. also then had to drive. Had to drive on cold water where you know it's it's turns and, oh and there's no room for error. Oh my god! That was yesterday. Oh, That's. That makes me want to hear music. Here's what we'll do. We'll start with Christy. Okay. We'll go Christy, David, and then I'll go last. We'll All start right. with... Uh, All right. Start um, with... I chose something from Miss Lucinda Williams. This is a title track from Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. Sitting in the kitchen 
That's her maybe. That's her stairway to heaven. That's yeah, it. yeah. I yeah. thought Passionate was Kisses was. Or was I just, do I just know See, that? That was a stray single that got covered and became a hit. Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Carpenter think. yeah. But that was her moment as a solo artist. That was like wow. her nick of time, Bonnie Raitt yes. moment. Cool. And she's super cool. Have you met her at all? No, I saw her at the House of Blues around that time. And you and feel like you know her when you... I feel like, and I think I had one too many like Midori margaritas. <laughs> and, like I was with this boy that I was in love with who didn't want anything to do with me. And so there was some drama going on where I couldn't really just get sucked into the performance. And so. what, year, what year is this? Sometime in the aughts, right? right? Sex in the City was on television. Wait, what year did you? And, what year did you and Gary get married? Oh, this uh, was this was after that. This was, 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 was not after. Uh, I don't know. We've been married for ten years. Okay. March thirty first. All right, great. So two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, no. I mean, this was before. Like, this was. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. Before that, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was before you got married. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it was. Cheaters. An episode no. of cheaters. You're trying no. to catch you up. Bring them in. Bring her in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, David. Now I don't have your songs. You didn't give me any time code, so we're just gonna yeah, just do go from wherever. I don't, I don't care that much. All right, but that's a, you call out whatever you want. I okay. have I have them in that order, but I can play anything. I am going to start with a car song because it's one that I don't want stolen from me because it's my favorite. Okay, uh, and so let's. I don't have that many car songs on my list, but I, let's start with Touch and Go. Mm. I do love this one. This is, listen how good this song is, and it slowed their progress. All I yeah, need I know. is what you've got. All I'll tell is what you're not. This is like a country western thing then that happens. It's so amazing. Yeah. I'm fading it. So good. Yeah. And so then good. They, they were like, that record was panned. I know. It's just, it's so upsetting. And I, that's what, I love that album cover. It's like, it's hypnotic to me. I don't know what, it, it's just so simple, checkered flag, but I love it so that much. Font. One of my favorite it's just, Yeah, it's covers. crazy. That song, uh, yeah, that was the, they were reviewed in their local, the Boston Phoenix, the big sort of, the village voice of Boston. I think the headline was, cars run out of gas. That was like their oh moment where people turned on it, but it's really a cool record. Saturday yeah. night dead. Exactly. <laughs> All right, people. I love that record. Yes. Well, my, I only have one Cars song on my list. Yeah, me too. But, but, but um, 
And this is a B-side. It's a panorama B-side. It's the B-side to give me some slack. And this is called Don't Go to Pieces. What you gonna be? Red jacket girl loving midnight spree. What you gonna be? You look so imperial. What you gonna be? You tried and you tried, but you couldn't hook your shoelace. What you gonna be? Oh, you got intentions difficult to see. How great is that? How is that not on the album? Yeah, that's crazy. It was too catchy. I guess so. They have some good extra ones that they've never put on things. You call them extra ones. That's what I call them. B sides, <laughs> bonus cuts, bonus cut. But you call them extra ones. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, extra ones. <laughs> Oh, I have bad news for you, Pat. Uh-oh. I mean, it's not really bad news, but I just I feel like I need to be honest with mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I think I lost that flash drive that you got us for Christmas. I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to, It was just, very, it was very expensive. I'm heartbroken. Oh my God. Yeah. When you handed me that flash drive, I, I should have I said just, like, hey, where's the one I got? I know. Gave you? I know. It's okay. It's, I'm, it's somewhere. I just didn't, I just wanted something extra to put in the mug. You know, <laughs> and I needed it and it's somewhere. And because I think Murray's like, I don't have a flash drive. I'm like, how do you not have a flash drive? Get a flash drive. Yeah, right. I need a better one. I, just my computer, I want to just throw in the garbage. I want to just toss it out the window into the pool. This Now, your next song, I'm a little confused by this. Steeler's Wheel? The Wheel? band name? You're going by the band name. Huh? She's going by the band name. Interesting. interesting. All right. We'll wait, wait, it. wait. You haven't played your song yet. Oh, yeah, you played it. No, that. I did. Oh I did. Yeah, we accept it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was, right. This okay. is Steelers, Steelers Wheel. Wheel. Oh. Come on. Oh. You're not going to give that to me? No, I'm going to play it right now. It's an right. ma- amazing song. Jerry Rafferty. Is it stuck in the middle? We're going the yeah. closet? Oh, my God. It wants me. It wants a, it wants a <gasps> password. Oh you know this uh, oh God. Oh God. This song became a lot harder to listen to after Quentin Tarantino's, you know, the yes. famous usage in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yes. It sort of changed the meaning of the song for a generation. It's the theme song for Grace and Frankie on Netflix, everybody. Uh, you're lucky. I do have it in here. Yay! Uh, I have a version of it. So. You have to you, see. Kyle checks mine. We did a Tarantino episode, so I had. Oh! This could have also been on the hand clap episode. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling that something right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. I don't hear it either. It's Dylan S. Down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am. Stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the when you tell me his name, I'm going to be like, oh, It's right. Joe Egan, I believe. No, nope, I wouldn't have known Jerry that. Rafferty. But interestingly, Jerry Rafferty's band before Steeler's Wheel had what famous British Scottish comedian? Billy, Billy Connolly. Connolly. Yes. He was Whoa! A, sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, is he the I, only, I screwed is he up only, by saying Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. We both got it, though. I don't care. You I'm can't proud. take it away from us. I'm not taking it away from you. <laughs> What's your next song, David? My next song is one of my favorite songs of all time. I listen to it constantly. I never really get to talk about this group. I got to go to England to interview him slash them, and, but it was around the time of this song. The song's called Cars and Girls by Prefab Sprout. Oh. 
And the thing, if you listen to this song, that's interesting about it is it's a song about another songwriter, which, you know, it's better, it's more deep than like when Smokey Sings by ABC. Right. This is about Spruce Springsteen. And it's sort of oh my God. a little bit of a critique from one songwriter to another about Bruce's use of car metaphors. So it's, <laughs> it's about car songs. Okay, this is from 1988. Here we go. Prefab Sprout. I'm not. I'm no. I'm familiar, but not really. Oh, one of my favorite groups. Uh, I think a listener, uh, Paul Watson. I think this is one of the bands. He just sent me a whole bunch of their music, and um, now I'm going to have to get into it. Prefab Sprout. Yep. Patty McAloon's a leader. uh, Genius writes songs about other songs. uh, Sort of a theoretical genius. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, and that's the Steve McQueen album, or also in America was called Two Wheels Good, is one of my favorite albums of all time. By Prefab oh, Sprout. Wow. It's one of your favorite albums of all time. Yep, in my top 20. All right, I'll have to listen wow. to that. Wow. Uh, well, I'm, gonna, I'm changing my order up because of that, the story you told about that song. I'm going to play a, a Bruce Springsteen song. Who? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Horn, is he a Bruce and the range? No, no, that's Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> is this Rick, Jesse's girl? No, or? no, that's Rick Springfield. They oh. call him Bruce. They call him Bruce, but you're, yeah, that's okay. true. Uh, this is from his box set. Yeah. And this is like, this is one of those songs. I love this song, but... If people said they didn't like Bruce, this would also be a song that they would point to to say, you'll hear. It's like the best and worst of Bruce Springsteen okay. all in one song. And this song is called Car Wash. <laughs> well, my name is Catherine Fever. Work at the Astro Wash on Sunset and Vine. I drop my kids at school in the morning. And I pick them up at Mary's just for supper time. Well, I work down at the car wash for a dollar and a dime. And, mister, I hate my boss. It's at the car wash and doing my time. Pick up my water bottle and my towel, sir. And I take them one by one. It's about being at the car wash. Yeah. I like I, that. That's the, yeah. You don't hear that too often. No, I love it. But yeah, it's so like simplistic. Like he's just like, I'm this person. I do this. I pick up my kids here. I go here. And he tells what he has at the car wash. I got a rag. I got soap. I hate <laughs> my boss. Like, hate my boss. I have. And a, then at lunch, I go down <laughs> to get some slice of pizza. I mean, just like that's not really. I'm necessary. from New Jersey, so I have a slightly more earnest Bruce song at some point. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, my next one for my list. I'm so mad. I've had problems with my computer. 
Uh, anyway, we won't go into it. Um, well, I, you, I, you need to make a genius uh, bar appointment now that you are. I, I did just get my phone switched out today. And right. I, did, uh, I got a new computer. It's coming in the mail, whatever. This, anyway, so just apologizing. I'm and apologizing then, to all. And it's then, been a difficult road for me. Here's what I can this do. car episode. I can load you up with, I can load a bunch of music up on a flash drive and, and like stuff that you're missing and I can give it to you. Oh yeah? All that kind of stuff. All right. It's Whatever just, I, I can't, I couldn't buy things mm-hmm. on my compute. Like, and then I bought things here thinking it would fly right. through the air, through the cloud, through the cloud yeah. and rain down on that computer, which it did once. Mm-hmm. But then I couldn't get black cars from Gino Vanelli to move so <laughs> oh, that you're, I'm sparing you so all. I would pay not to have that. <laughs> well, you don't have to hear it. I just um, want to stop and not listen to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next song is my one car song too. Okay. And, and is- I'm like, I, I wanted to pick something like that. I didn't play on our show. Mm-hmm. I think I don't remember. I just have a terrible, but this is since you're gone. This to me, you know, before there was the internet and before we could really, and there was just the album covers and you could just see their pictures. Yeah. And this was, like shake it up, you could kind of see them, but it was mostly about the girls dressed up as like mechanics and yeah. shit. This was like you saw the cars, and like Rick was sitting on a couch that was getting moved away, or like Ben's on the bureau, and it was like, oh my gosh! And I'm actually looking at them, and I can see what how they physically yeah. move through time and space. And um, it's a good song too. This is since you're gone. I don't know what that click sound is. I don't know. What is it? Is that? It's so weird. I don't know. This song's great, though. I, had, I went back recently for some reason. I had to uh, listen back to some cars for work and pleasure. That's interesting. And I was stunned by how great their harmonies are. I'd sort of forgotten their group harmony. Like, you know, it's like you think of it as A, it's like this weird group, one of these weird groups in rock where there's two guys who sound pretty close in a certain way. So it's like there's times when I can't distinguish between is that Ben? Is that Rick? And then you realize, but it was the other guys who were singing too who brought a lot to it. Like Greg and Elliot brought a lot of yeah. vocal f- power. Agreed. It's almost like they brought the, for all the, some of it was kind of cold, they brought a Beach Boys-ish, Beatle-ish warmth to a lot of the stuff. Oh, good. And I used to, um, for some reason I used to not like Shake It Up at, at all. And now right, I really love it. because it was very love- pop. Yeah, and it was, I don't know, but now I love it. I yeah, really love it. Cruiser and, yeah. and, and Maybe Baby. And I think we played one of those songs on the, mm-hmm. or uh, on, when we did, but I love that kind of darker yeah. stuff. Victim of Love's one. on there? Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, anyway. It's, it's, it's awesome. Agreed. David? Back to me? Yeah. Uh, okay, the next song, what's interesting is there's two songs on my list that I would consider probably in my top 10 songs of all time which is weird because mm-hmm. I'm not a car guy. 
The first one I'm going to play now, because I don't want anyone else to play it, which you will never do, is it completely reminds me of that moment where you're first with your friends and they're first driving. And in my case, I didn't drive till way after my friends. I for I didn't get my license till way later because I went away to prep school and then I was afraid. It is scary afraid. to drive. It was. It was scary to me at that point. And I probably was smart not to. But this song, I, was, I went to prep school in Connecticut. This was the biggest band in Connecticut, the Beatles of Connecticut, NRBQ. And this <laughs> is their greatest song they ever did. Al Anderson uh, wrote it. It, to me, is like the... It's better than it. I like it more than any Beach Boys song, and I love the Beach Boys. I love this song. It's sort of, and it's played only in the greater Hartford area constantly. This is a big ramp up, David. <laughs> Let's hear it. Riding in My Car by NRBQ. Which, which stands for New Rhythm and Blues Quartet. Okay. Remember last summer when we had the chance? That's song. great. That's nice. Now, Mike Siegel's uh, CD collection lives in my garage, and I know that he has a, a two CD. Rent? Is it rent or it's, it's just it just lives in my garage? Airbnb just, situation. He just has it. Yeah. There. that's where they are. <laughs> yes, but he has a, a two CD best of by this band, who I've never I don't know anything about this band, so I'm gonna have to pull that out. They were one of my first dates with my wife. They're very important in my life. Like one of my I think my second date or first date with my wife was going to see them. Uh, with E from the Eels, who Steve Perry, who we were talking about, is the only you know he only sings with the he Eels. He only sings with the Eels, and uh, yeah, they were the they were like the band for my first great love, uh, who I went back and saw at my high school mm -hmm. prep school reunion like, two years ago, and we we talked about this song. I love oh, that song. Still. Cool, that's nice. Well, we uh, we've talked about Elliot Easton being a former guest of the show, so I want to give some love to another former guest because I just I think she's she's such a cool chick. Is what I call her, mm. Kathy Valentine from the Go Go's. Oh yeah, and this is her band, the Delphines, and this song is called Carboy. You don't accept, by the way. I noticed in Twitter the other night you don't accept the Go Go's without her. <laughs> no, I do. Okay, I mean, I was being funny because yeah. I thought I came in the, in my head. I came up with, oh, that's the Fogos. <laughs> so that just sounded funny to me. You can't I wasn't go for starting, that. I wasn't, no starting, I wasn't starting a Twitter fight with you. Yes, okay. Okay. <laughs> Carboy. Well, here comes Carboy in his 32 coup. He got me in Florida, need a parachute. High performance, natural kiss. In the middle of the day at the drag strip. Make out, spin out, Be a go go song. It 
was the funniest thing the night uh, Kathy Valentine came in here because she just answered my email and she said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'm in town. And she comes in and she says, just, it was at night. You know, she's a lady. So she comes in and, well, you know, it's, you know, you know she, has, she has no idea where she is. She parked in the alley. She came in here and she sees me and Kyle and she's on the phone when she walks in and she sees me and Kyle and she goes, I'll be fine. <laughs> Not a threat. <laughs> Not a threat. I go, I go. And I said to her then, I said, mm. was that your friend? And you were just telling her that you're going to be okay. She's <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> the sad part is that she actually then texted help. Help. And we tied her up. <laughs> so <laughs> jokes on her. Yeah. So uh, the song that you ask if I had it, is that what you want to play next? Or are you going to go um, somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, let's do that next. All right. I, she called an audible and she said, she I passed did, me a note. Because again, she my She said, how problems. long is David going to be That's here? what I figured. It, was, it seemed anti-Semitic, yeah. whatever it was. I, you, didn't, you didn't write it from right to left. I love the song. It's one of my pilots that I wrote that went nowhere. I wrote it into it. That's how much I loved it. And I just, it was such a part of my childhood and getting into rock and roll and, and um, I think it's terrific. Uh, Judah, and it's uh, from Judas Priest, Heading Out to the Highway. Oh, oh. See, this is why I need Kyle here. Yeah. here I like this one. It's I'm great, not, I'm, I'm right? I'm not that much of a Judas Priest fanatic, but I love it. Yeah, I like the, the songs that are accessible or the ones yes, I really like. Yes, like Living the, After the, Midnight. Good melody. And Rob Halford will be on a show that is premiering tonight, Wednesday, and on Wednesday this summer. Oh, I didn't tape it. Gary, oh, it's okay. Yeah, Never mind. It's uh, next week. That from tonight. Gary Mann I got to work with on this, and it's a really fun show called Comedy Jam, and it's sort of storytelling show with guest surprises. Mm -hmm. Like I got to bring Kenny Loggins into one performance, Rob Halford's in a performance, Sebastian Bach. Uh, it's Richie Sambor. It's really it's fun. It's terrific because people are telling stories about the music that it is means important to them. Like this yes. show. It's like this show. It's talking about how music means something. Except we don't life. sing. Yeah. We're not Except singing. Except we don't like pick I'm up. Singing. Yeah. Yeah. Richie Sambor doesn't come in and play uh, Wanted Dead or Alive with us. No. He should, though. Why not? Right? Richie? Uh, cool. And so uh, that's on Comedy Central? Yes. Comedy Central, I think 10 o'clock Wednesday nights. Is there, a ho is there a host of the show? No. The host is the music. The host is the music. <laughs> Is that, is that the tagline of the no, show? No, it's just an annoying thing. <laughs> it's just, it's just an annoying thing. It's just a fact. Exactly. All right, David, you are up. I tried to get Yafit Koto to host, but it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> is he alive? So that might have been the reason. I would, I would, sure. love, I would love someone, ho yeah, someone just who... Just random. For, and just like, why is that? We made oh, I, music for I have had those. I've been on shows where it's like going to be someone, and then you get there, and it's someone else, and it couldn't be more random. Uh, I remember doing a show when I first started doing TV and it was a show for the NFL. And this is why it made some sense. But mm -hmm. on Monday when I flew to the city, it was supposed to be Tom Cruise hosting it. And I'd written wow. a script for Tom Cruise. And when I oh landed, it was Joe Namath. And now I love Joe Namath and I grew up <laughs> in New York. But it was like, yeah. okay, how do we go? 
were yeah. there three calls in between to and then it's like you can't really tweak that script no, just a little to make it fit yes. joe namath from tom cruise no you cannot that's like i was when my first show i ever did one of the first shows i ever did uh i wrote for george lopez and then at the last second george lopez was stuck on the golf course i believe <laughs> and uh ken Ehrlich, who you know mm-hmm. said just rewrite it quickly for creed and I'm like, <laughs> rewrite the comedy monologue for Creed? For Creed, for this comedy stylings of Scott Stapp? Who Scott Stapp is on the Comedy Jam. That's oh, right. yes. I brought it all wow. full circle. Is he still in good shape? He looked great, sang great. I oh, was great. surprised. I think. Oh, yeah. I, I want to tell this story. It has nothing to do with anything, but it's, just, it's about looks good, sounds great, and all that stuff. I went to see, I went to see Adam Ant in 2012. And, um, you know, the band's all young guns, but they sounded great. And Adam mm, sounded good and didn't look great he had like a big belt on like a big whatever you call that mexican like pirate belt yeah pirate belt and a big hat and a big and <laughs> just and it was just and but the show was great you know but i was like oh all right well you know so i just saw him like a month ago at the fonda, at the fonda. <gasps> yeah i saw the we, when we were yeah. doing comedy gym that was on the wall yeah. there i heard so was it great we were really close to the stage we we're on the floor and he came out and i was like Holy crap, this guy really got it together. Oh, looked, good for him. Looked amazing. It looked like Adam Ant from when we would watch MTV. Oh. And by the end of the show, he was down to just a tight T-shirt. And I'm like, what? This guy must have watched videos and went, oh, I can't go out like that. I think that's a tour. His great, musical director great. died. And I think he had to oh, no. totally stop it. So I'm glad it actually continued. But yeah, I there, literally just wrote this down because it was one of the songs I downloaded are you on my kidding other me? thing. And I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't look over at that either. <laughs> Well, do you I, have it? I almost had it on my list, but I oh, didn't. I don't have it. Well, it's she on wrote the down. Phone. She wrote uh, uh, Adam Ant uh, car, car trouble. trouble. That's so weird. I know. All right, so it's your turn. It's my turn. Yes, I'm now going to pick the greatest car song of all time <gasps> by one of the greatest artists, greatest artists of all time, Ooh. and I think it's one of the best lyrics of all time because oh it's mysterious, and that's what it's one of these. This artist had that ability, and I. To me, it's clearly like a lot of the great car songs of all time. It has the metaphor of riding a car and, and sex. It's mixed up in some psychological dream sense. It's like a lot of his lyrics are dreamy. Uh, this is, but it's it's such a big hit. It's such a classic. But I still think it retains mystery to me. And it's "Little Red Corvette" by Prince and the Revolution. The Revolution is touring. And it will be televised. <laughs> I guess I should know by the way you parked your car sideways at a wooden last. You're the kind of person that believes in making out once, love them and leave them fast. I guess I must be done. You had a pocket full of horses, children, and some of them you. So good. Wow. I mean, can we talk about the time at the Grammys? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, that Grammy show was 
amazing. That's what I told him before you got here. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I sang all the songs. And they were awesome. Like, they were awesome. Bruno Mars is so amazing too yeah it's so great i will time, reveal man. i, I pushed for bruno and i was very happy i think it was all and the time uh, jimmy jam is one on our grammy board and a really good friend and i loved having all of that the only thing that part of me had pushed at one point that didn't happen was i also then wanted to do maybe either connected to it an all-female tribute sure. to prince like with yes. just wendy lisa and maybe janelle monet that's what I would love. Or Sheila E. Wow. And Sheila, of course, oh Sheila. Oh my gosh! Uh, I love, I love that song. And I recently had a discussion with Stevie Nicks, who had a close connection with him. Oh, we recently and, had a discussion. Yes, just I do. Just, just a discussion yeah. with Stevie oh, Nicks. Yeah. Not a big deal. It was deal. sexting, really. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but she, I listened to him. He loved Joni Mitchell, and he loved. Stevie Nicks. Mm -hmm. He's very much influenced by women writers, I think, more than men writers. And I think part of the reason I like him as a lyricist is there's like like that sensitivity and sexuality mm -hmm. of that lyric. It's very much like a Kate Bush or a Stevie Nicks or uh, it's a female kind of energy, which is part of the thing that makes Prince better than most men. Did you uh, did you men. did you go see the Stevie Nicks Pretender show in December? I couldn't. Forum? I was not here. She was. Uh, she talked a lot about Prince all night long. It was pretty. It was great. It was sad and great and fun. Yeah, she was very emotional about that. Yeah, and she indeed, really just was just about everything. Yeah, she's amazing. She also wore the. Um, she wore the the big shawl that she wears on uh, either the cover of. Um, Belladonna or The Wild Heart, one of the first two albums. She said, this is the actual shawl that I wore. And she goes, and when I bought this shawl, my mother touched it and said, oh, this will last forever. This is really good material. This is the actual, <laughs> this is the actual t-shirt I wore the last time I listened to Tusk. <laughs> the actual one. Uh, and you can all go buy Tango in the Night in four days. The On the 20, 24th, right? I think it's, maybe, maybe it's, I thought it was the 20, whenever it is, whenever. it's next week, uh, it's expanded, the expanded edition has all these great bonus tracks. Yeah, these, um, extras, 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 extra yeah, extras, the extra, the ones. extra stuff, extra ones. Yeah. <laughs> extra ones. Uh, okay, I'm going to play a, an artist that, uh, I don't play this guy a lot, he's from Detroit, he's maybe, maybe he's the Detroit Bruce Springsteen, this is Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band from an album that was produced by your friend, Jimmy Iovine, The Distance. This is Making Thunderbirds. We were talking about, you talked about Fleetwood Mac re-releasing, re they just re-released uh, Mirage and they were releasing Tango in the Night. I wish someone at Capitol Records would do something with this guy's catalog. It's a, it's a mess. It's like the original like CDs that came out. It's never been touched like with remastered or bonus tracks or anything. Right. And there's early stuff that's not even, you can't even it buy. You can't even get it. You can't even get the early stuff. Yeah. Like the Bob Seger system stuff, forget yeah. it. Or his... Solo stuff like mongrel and forget it. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why either. Wouldn't there be some people would want that, right? There's fifty thousand people in Detroit still. Who yeah, that would buy that it. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's just you know he's a major artist, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, his catalog should be treated with some tender loving care. Capitol Records, and he's graying naturally. And he's I like graying it. naturally. 
Chris, I've decided, uh, by the way, I've decided 60 is when I'm going to not color my hair anymore. I've made that decision. I'm going to wear caftans and let my hair just grow, no, whatever color it comes out. <laughs> I, just, if, I if, just found out that women color their hair. I'm married to a woman <gasps> for 20, you know, one years, and I, I swear to God, I just don't, oh, that you do something. You make what? that. I never quite thought about it okay. that way. You don't, you don't have gray hair. Though. Oh, it's, yes. Really? But I actually don't fear the giant caftan, big oversized glasses. <laughs> That's what you, you know. wore for me, Barry Gibb, I thought. <laughs> Pretty much. But I'm, oh. like, I kind of look forward to that, like, you know, going to Neiman's for lunch, you know, shopping for gold slippers. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think it could be fun. Like, I want to live in one of those cool retirement communities where, like, I can take watercolor classes and tool around in my little well, uh, golf cart. Uh, my friend Kathy Labman is going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. We're actually going to do a Simon and Garfunkel episode, Kathy and I. And I love that she's just let her hair. Kathy's yeah. song. It's Kathy's song. That's right. It is. Yeah. So she's just like, eh, who cares? <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, but I think it looks fantastic on her. I think she looks great. Yeah. She's a pretty woman. I like her. She's my first comedian crush. Really? Yeah, she's the first comic I ever saw live at a club. Like my brother and sister-in-law said, hey, you want to go to a comedy club for your birthday? And I was like, yeah. And she was the feature act. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She knows this. I one time shared it's a cre- dressing creepy. room with her. Um, I did the, um, my manager at the time did the... Irving uh, Azoff. Brian no, 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 the Montreal Comedy <laughs> Festival. And so he was like, hey, do you want to do this little bit where you come in the audience dressed as a pack of cigarettes. And I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. Why not? So I'm in this like kind of unitard thing with my, only my face exposed and then like a sandwich board type craven cigarette box. But my dressing room, I shared, it said, it literally said, Christy Stratton, Wendy Liebman, Kathy Ladman. And I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, wow. And I'm sharing well, it with these two. Those, uh, they're three nice ladies. You right? You can't call yeah. someone a unitard. It's not, <laughs> it's not PC. <laughs> it's not right. What's your, uh, what's your next song for me? Ooh, you know what? Let's, can we skip down to number five? Yes. This is, um, I got into cake later than most The food people. substance well, or the band? <laughs> the band. And I think I saw them on SNL and I'm like, oh, you guys, you know, I went to work like, hey, there's this new band cake that I love. And it was Comfort Eagle was the, the big record at the time. And they're like, they've been around forever, Dum Dum. <laughs> um, and I love that record. And this is a song from that record. It's called Long Line of Cars. There's a long line of cars and they're trying to get through There's no single explanation, there's no central destination But this long line of cars is trying to get through And this long line of cars is all because of you. We don't wonder like where we're I like that song. I, I like the kind of the monotone, and, mm-hmm. and the rest of the is like that, but he uses that to great effect, I think. Yeah, that's very good. This is a very eclectic show. Right. Today. Right. You know, you played uh, Lucinda Williams and Judas Priest. I know, right? Man, it doesn't get it'd any be great if they apart. tour together again. <laughs> they should. <laughs> Judas Priest does do a cover of a Joan Baez song, so maybe it'll happen. Do oh, what song Diamonds and Rust. They do Diamonds and Rust. Yes. And Nazareth does This Flight Tonight by Joni Mitchell, oh which is God. another one of those weird folk metal crossovers. Mm. I'm excited to hear what you're going to play next. Uh, I think I'm going to play 
Do I? I guess I'll I'll play this next song because I don't want you to get it. Uh, and, and I think we had the crossover. We do have a crossover, and it's uh, such an odd crossover to well, have. Well, I just spent this past weekend with Daryl and John, as one does in Charleston, it's South Holland Carolina. It's Charleston, South Carolina is the great... You know it at all? No, I what don't. What a great town. I was like, I got the call. I was in New York doing something with Jay-Z and Harvey Weinstein, as one does, and I got the call saying, come to Charleston. Fucking and I'm bullshit, like, I've never man. been to Charleston, <laughs> and it was the greatest town. I never wanted to leave. I got... Oh, and because... It was one of these things where I was finished on Thursday. I didn't have to do the Hall of Notes thing till I had to be there Friday night. So I could have flown back to L.A., gotten there late at night, and then left at 6 a.m., but I said, no, I'm going to go right to Charleston and have a day and a half you know, to see Charleston. I got there. Ryan Adams was playing and gave... I went to one of the best concerts. Who I was had. playing? Not R- Brian. Brian. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Everything I do, I don't do it for Brian Adams. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Adams improved a 18 minute or nine, eight minute song called Febreze. Someone called out, I think, Freebird. <laughs> and he thought, he thought they said Febreze, Febreze. And he did an improv song called Febreze and the Breeze that went viral. <gasps> Go check it out online. It was brilliant. He's so good. But That's in any crazy. case, I was with Hall Notes and it reminded me. So when we were doing this, it reminded me of a song I love. It's actually a rare cover by them of someone else's song. They don't do too much of that. I think Billy Mann, the mm-hmm. uh, Nashville writer, manager, producer, uh, wrote it with someone. I think it was a country hit, maybe even a gospel rock hit first. But they do this version of it on a record I love. And so let's hear Getaway Car by, it's one of the sort of the more recent, it's our last From album. 2003. Yeah, yeah, Do It For Love. Love this song. Getaway Car. Remembering when we first met had that adventure in our eyes But something got away, I guess In the everyday of our lives And I don't know what keeps us here Let's disappear and start all over again We can run away, baby, come as you are You can look at my heart as you get away Yeah, I just found this album a few years ago, and man, I love it. I played it for weeks and weeks nonstop. It's such a great record. Do it for love. Were you the one that was talking about Daryl's Garage? We're recommending that. Is that live at Daryl's house? Daryl's house. Live, yeah, live at Daryl's house. Live at Daryl's house. Yes. There was a clip that went around of Joe Walsh yeah, yeah. and him doing Life's Been Good, and it is so, it's terrific. Oh, the show is great. It's terrific. I'm like, I really need to find where the heck the show is, because... You can find is, it online. You can find it. Is it, it, is it, it on, the, on VH1 for a while. Classic. Is it on the audience network, maybe, if you have direct TV? It, I think it's a bunch of places. It's a bunch of places, yeah. yeah. that was like, it's, I gotta oh, be watching. It's wonderful. It's really good. There's he, so many good shows. Yeah, there's a couple with uh, Todd Rundgren that I like. Yeah, it's really good. Hmm. It's... uh. It's just great. And John has a new book out, I think this week, called uh, Change of Season. That looks, I started reading very good. And I think your interview still might be on Facebook. I think you can still watch on Facebook. It was with, Facebook Live. It may be yeah. now at Facebook and, Dead. I'm not sure. <laughs> and uh, now you interview them, but did you hang out with them like before and after? You guys have a meal together? Or? Yeah, what we actually did was we then filmed some documentary stuff mm-hmm. for the tour, inter- another interview. Oh, cool. Then I, uh, there was another interview for mm-hmm. something else. We were gonna do, We did like four interviews, and uh, then I got on a plane and came home. Who's funnier, Daryl or John? They're two different guys. Like 
John is the easiest, nicest guy mm -hmm. in the world. And and Daryl can you can piss him off. I uh, I love him. He's really great, really smart. Much more sort of. Uh, for instance, he hates when someone says blue-eyed soul, which I don't like either because he hears it as a racist thing. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like, everyone has certain terms that get them. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't like white trash because it sounds to me like a racist term. Yeah. A very racist term, you, you know, almost presidential in the, in the <laughs> term. Uh, but, so he hates blue-eyed soul and I've seen him, like, babyface came up to give him an award at a <gasps> big dinner and said blue-eyed soul and he, like, castigated him in his acceptance speech. Like, uh, so it's like, He's a little more, uh, you could get on his bad it, side, but he's a great. He's what's great. the word? Mercurial? Is he's more mercurial. He's also maybe the greatest singer, one of the greatest singers on earth. Like one of my favorite voices of all time. And he is a lot older than you think he is. I think he's in his 70s. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to look it up right now. Look it up. I think he might be 72 or something. Yeah. Like no. Right. Yes, not. You yes. guys are full of it. Yeah. Check it out. You guys are full of. I'm not. No. Other things. All right. Um, Daryl, D-A-R-Y-L. Yeah. Daryl Hall. Pat's 104. I know. That's why I like. I, like, I think you should tell people you're a lot older than you are because then they'll go, oh, my God, he you look amazing. great. I mean, yeah. he looked great. John, they both look great. All right. Here we go. 70. What? 70. When's his birthday? When's October his birthday? October 11th, the day after mine, 1946. What? I know. 70. It's nuts. Oh my gosh. But he's on tour this summer. They're on tour with Tears for Fears. Uh, and I'm good friends with Kurt Smith. So I've said for three quarters, I know three quarters of them well. So I'm hoping that gets me backstage. Or it at should. least three quarters backstage. But you say you won't ask for the tickets. You like them to ask you. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> no, I'm Is really, it okay that I said that? Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm really not, my wife is always like, just ask them. And I'm not, I don't like to ask people right. for anything like that. I, when, if people, and the thing is, I've been lucky because of what I do. I get asked to do a lot sure. of things. But the ones who don't ask me, I'm very uncomfortable. Like, Look, I can what, tell you. Like I, who? I, like I, well, he was about to say somebody. Well, one that was funny <laughs> was uh, a couple of years ago uh, when Neil Diamond was coming around. I'm a, I, I've written a book about my childhood love of Neil Diamond. I still love him. And there was one tour where there were no, there's a lot of there's tours now where there are no, free tickets like there's no you have to buy everyone buys if yeah. you want you, they'll let you buy a ticket yeah. but like there's big artists who do that and I guess this tour was like that and they didn't call and ask me if I wanted a ticket and I didn't buy a ticket because I just I guess because I get asked for enough things I don't really feel like spending $250 right. you know so his manager is his wife and she called me and she goes what night are you going to the Greek and I'm like I'm not she goes he wants to know when you're going. I'm like, I'm not going because I don't like, it's like, hey, I would actually do it. Like, I know you, you're very good about supporting artists and buying tickets. My wife will get mad at me if I were, I don't, I think she'd be like, why are you wasting money on tickets when you go to enough shows, yeah. you know? So eventually she goes, she like, she eventually arranged to sneak me in and like put me on the side of the stage so I could be there. Oh my there. gosh. How, how awful. On the That's side of the stage. And I sang, oh. and I sang uh, the you know. The wings. Uh, no, I didn't. Money talks. <laughs> exactly. I played Juice Harp on this is, song. This is funny, too, because you brought up your Neil Diamond book. I ordered a copy of that Neil Diamond book to bring here tonight so you could sign it to one of our listeners, Amy Lehman. And um, I opened up the Amazon thing, and it was the wrong book. It wasn't even, it wasn't that it book. a Neil Diamond book? It wasn't a Neil Diamond book. It was like, I couldn't even tell you the I'll title of the book. I'll sign it. I pulled it out. I'm like, this isn't, damn it. I, did we talk about this the last time you were here? I'm always perplexed with Done Too Soon. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. No, because, it, like, doesn't he say John Wilkes Booth? Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's a big fan of his work. I mean... As an actor, he was a hell of an actor. There's a couple names in there. I'm like, wait, what? Jesus Christ, Fanny Bryce. By the way, I... It, this is a... One it's of, like the original We Didn't Start the Fire. Well, no, that's... I... I have a issue with that song because I hate We Didn't Start the Fire so much <laughs> that I kind of blame it for We Didn't Start the Fire. It mm. was the original, like, profound list song. Uh, but does has he ever acknowledged that? Like, what? I'm going to hold it, hold his feet to the fire and get an answer for you. I think I brought <laughs> it up, but I don't remember exactly. Okay. It's, I'm I, I confused more than anything. You're amazed and confused. Which yes. Is, I think, a Neil Diamond song. And John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> and Hitler. <laughs> Trump. Oh. Um, What's happening? Where are turn. we? Okay. Um, this is a guy. I think you were at this guy's Christmas party once. Tom Petty. Ooh, I think oh you might be God. doing a song I want. I'm not. You. We both have two different. Okay, then I might not do mine. Tom Petty. Uh, this is from Southern Accents, <gasps> and this is uh, Mary's new car. Okay, I do not like the way this is produced. This album. It's got a bunch of producers on it. Dave Stewart, I think. Yep, and Jimmy Iovine and Robbie Robertson. Robbie Robertson does the best of everything, which is great. That's great. great. Rebels, I love Rebels. That kicks off the album. Yeah, I like that. Don't like that. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, you don't like I this lo- song. I love the album. I, there's a lot of uh, 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 the best of everything is great. Southern accents is great. Uh, Spike I like, but the, Dogs like, on the Run. Oh, the love you don't like re- you don't like Rebels. I like yeah yeah okay. no I love that too. There's a B side of this record that is one of the best things he ever did. Trailer trailer, which is sort of almost a car song. Well, then Mudcrutch re-recorded it. Yes, and it's one but of the, my original is the, B- the original the original is better. Fantastic. It is great. Uh, mm, I don't know. And, it's and then it's got. Greatest. And then we've got, uh, 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 of course, uh, what are the big hits on the on Southern Accents? Uh, don't come around here no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And what was the other one? Make it better. With Make that. it better. Yeah, I don't like the way that one's produced either. But I do like the, uh, that other one. I like best of everything. Oh, it's let me see if really I have. Tra- let me see if I have trailer in here because we could play it because it's oh, it's kind of a car kind of. I'll t- it's so interesting. So you just played that. Oh. I saw this don't band. This is, um, we're going to my number six. Okay. I, when I was younger, I'm like, I just didn't have time for opening bands. Everything is when you were younger. Because, right? I mean, because that's... Because we're in now. <laughs> well, yeah, I have one kind of more modern-y song, but this one in particular I love. And it was a band that opened up for Tom Petty during the Southern Accents tour. Hold on. Georgia Satellites? No. Was it Del Fuego's? No. Was it Lone Justice? Yes! Okay, cool. Uh... And I fell in love with this record, and it's from the album called Shelter, and this is Wheels. Produced by Jimmy Ivey. We should never even love me. It's it so hard to live without love now. I know you're often thinking of me. Sometimes I feel so close by. It takes all my mind to keep from trying to track you down. Surely keep you out of sight Forget about the way you look Your smile, the way you speak But I've heard in the dead of night 
Well, that's a record that people don't like, interestingly. That was a controversial record. That's a record that sort of where they were accused of trying to have a hit too hard. The first record, which has a petty song called Ways to Be Wicked, which people love. It has a Dylan song called, I think, Straight A's and Love. I saw them open for U2 on the Unforgettable Fire tour when I saw Lone Justice. I saw them on that tour as well. Pretty cool. Oh, that's funny because I love love Shelter. I I Found Love is a great Mm -hmm. song. And that's, I mean... It's devastating, that song. What are her solo and albums like, I wonder? Really good. Oh, they uh, are? Okay, cool. And they got increasingly quirky and weird, and but always great. What a yeah. great voice. Dixie Storms is on that record, and it's like that, like a ballad that's really terrific. I She's like that great. a lot. I'm going to have to look for some Lone Justice now. Yes. What do you got? some Lone Justice. What do you got for, for us, David? Uh, I will play you, uh, again, it's weird how many of these songs are among my favorites. This is... On the Corolla, the first time I ever went on, he asked me to pick like a hidden gem. This is one of my favorite songs ever that people don't know. And the thing that's interesting, and maybe you can play a little longer, you won't be able to get to the part where Mick Jagger features very prominently oh. as a background vocalist yes. on this. And Keith a, plays on this album too, on a not, song. Not on this song. Not no? on this song, not on this song but yeah. another song. Yeah. yeah. This is Peter Wolf from the Jay mm-hmm. Giles Band, but his solo work is so fantastic. I like, so much of it. I like it better than I don't. I was never a James uh, Jay Giles band fan. I'm a Peter Wolf yeah, solo yeah, fan. Elliot plays on uh, Lights Out. Yeah, I think, he right? plays on that. He plays on most of that uh, Lights Out album. Yeah. yeah, but this is a song. It's actually a song that was a country hit. I think Patty Loveless had a hit with it, but he kills it. And Mick Jagger proves how great he is because for three quarters of the through, it's just a cool backing vocal, like on a country backing vocal. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's called Nothing But The Wheel. It's like a great stone song. Yeah. Well, I'm past the boulevard Out here underneath the stars I've been flying past the houses, farms, and fields Leaving all I know back home Rushing through the cold night air And holding on to nothing but the weed They sing a song on the uh, on the first Peter Wolf album too, but I forget what it's called. I think it might be called "Pretty Lady." That is one of my favorite songs. "Pretty Lady." It's mm, nice. Yeah, that's a good tune. Uh, that was no. my first concert, the Jay Giles Band. Really? Yeah, when uh, I was in the sixth grade. Shay Shockley, we went with her mother. I would say ten dollars probably for a is that the Freeze Frame tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. John Butcher Axis opened. Oh my God. Doesn't seem like a good uh, opening band for Jay Giles. <laughs> but I was like, I couldn't believe they were right in front of me. Like, mm-hmm. we had good seats. We were like in the third row or something. I just, 
my brain couldn't process. It's weird when you first see a concert and you're close and you're just like, that's them. Like, that's them yeah. from the video. And yeah. like Magic Dick and the harmonica, he's <laughs> yeah. right there just hey, playing. watch your language. Yeah, <laughs> please. Keep it clean. That's what you couldn't believe, a Magic uh, Dick. Now it's going to be explicit. <laughs> you have to break, exactly. Uh, okay, now, Jay Giles, I love Jay Giles. I went to prep school in New England where they were sort of a big deal before they broke okay. out. But there's a song, I'm just spacing out. Now, Centerfold is obviously about the girl in high school who's become a centerfold. Mm-hmm. But the weirder song that I've loved always was the one that's about like when he falls in love with like a hooker. Uh, blue, uh, is it blue? Angel and blue. Angel yeah. and blue. Like I always thought at the time, because I was whatever, 14, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you could like, it's basically like about loving a whore. Yeah. It is a great song. And then after that, Piss on the Wall. I love that song. <laughs> I like that song too. I hate Piss on the Wall. Really? I'm a little too classy. I understand it's good for you. <laughs> no, I think it's great for you too. But I'm an elegant man. Oh. <laughs> you were both drinking heavily at that point so that <laughs> appealed to you uh, my next song Podcastathon was a couple weeks ago we raised $144,000 and a listener of this show David uh, Gutierrez uh, contacted me and said I, I have something I want to give to you to auction off for Smile Train and he sent me pictures it was an autograph Epiphone bass signed by Brian Wilson wow so we auctioned, oh my we auctioned that off and we made uh, some uh, a nice chunk of change for that, enough to pay for uh, two complete surgeries and a little more. But uh, David is a huge Queen fan, so I wanted to play some Queen for him tonight. So I'm, I'm going to play. I'm in love with my car? I'm in love with my car. Good, because I was going to play that. It wasn't in my collection. The machine of a dream. This is Roger Taylor, right? Yeah, I love Roger Taylor. So Such a clean Yeah. On one of his uh, on one of his solo albums, he does a cover version of a Springsteen song, which is on your list tonight. Ooh, I can yeah. probably play that next if you want. You, if, you can play whatever you want next. Yeah, there's so many. With Bruce, you could play like a whole night. Is it, oh, are we at my turn? No, we're at your No, turn. no, no. It's, uh, and it's Christy's turn. Ra- racing in the street? Yeah. Is that yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, I almost brought that. This is the last one I have until my computer crapped out. Um, and I, it's a stretch, but I like the song enough because it has road in it um, that I wanted to bring it. It's a Broken Bells, The High Road. I only there was that one record a few years ago and that had great songs on it. Did you Shazam this? Was this a Shazam moment? Yes. Was it really? It was Shazammed. Me Shazamming in the bathroom. Like Shazamming in the bathroom will be my autobiography title. That's Shazam- Jim Neighbors already wrote that. Shazamming. Shazam. Shazamming in the bathroom. In the men's room, I think it was. <laughs> I could be wrong. Shazamming in the men's room. I'm looking up something. What's your next song going to be? 
Uh, well, hold on. If you're out of songs, then we don't have to do too many more songs. But I'll, I guess, okay. I, I'm going to give a lady's choice. I want Ooh. you to pick which one. I want to explain okay. three songs <gasps> that I love, and then you pick one. They're all I'm cars, excited. and they're cars related. Okay. Uh, the first one is all mixed up from the first Cars record, which is a very important song to me. And it's weird how you can forget. Because, you know, an album like the first Cars album becomes a classic and you forget your immediate response. Like it's so many years ago. Yeah. But I thought back what it meant to me then. And like someone very close to me had had some mental issues at that point. And that song always like people think of the Cars. And in fact, Adam Carolla gives me shit about the Cars. Always talking about what a horrible lyricist <sighs> Rick Ocasek is. That comes up a lot. And I'm always like, uh, no, I think he's like an artful sort of like odd you know, surrealist, Dadaist, the literary kind of, yes. uh, almost an accidental, like Bowie. Would I could see where, I could see where that would go over uh, Lunkhead's uh, brain. I, I can't listen to that. But in any case, <laughs> so I love All Mixed Up. So we it's could hear my that. favorite. It's literally my favorite car song. Okay. I, I when I played that. my top five, remember when, the first yes. time I was on, mm-hmm. I was asked to bring like my top five yes. songs of all time. And that was one of them. I think it's their best. Okay, that's my f- maybe my favorite car song. All right. Then there's the weird one, which is a double or maybe just a single entendre dirty one that I like because oh. when there's a greatest hits album with a song that's new and I like it, I always think yeah. that's a great thing because when they suck and they take up space on a greatest hits record, it's depressing. Yeah, like Hall & Oates, uh, um, Adult Education and Adult. Say It Isn't So Adult. are both on their Rock and Soul Part 1. And, and that, those were both huge <laughs> hits. Adult. Adult. Say uh, it isn't so. Uh, I am adult. Thank okay, you. so are you going to tell me which one? That, that's just going to be a vague one. No, that that's is. Tonight oh. She Comes from okay, The Greatest uh-huh. Hits, which, which I always kind that of... That just means Tonight She Comes Over. I don't know if that's what it means. Yeah, because she's going to come over. I always... Because I think, I think it was like, no, I'm going to satisfy Paulina. That's what it might <laughs> be. So then the third one <laughs> wow. is going is a Rick Ocasek cheating solo song, but it, it's about another car. So I included it because I, I always... I've been thought, I've thought a little bit about Benjamin Orr in recent years because mm. I'm like, I, I didn't have any sense of him and I never spoke to him. I've interviewed Ocasek, I've interviewed I think everyone else and then I did talk to Rick once for some greatest songs of the all time and it was right around the time that Ben died and we spoke a little bit and he seemed very impacted by his death and he wrote a song called Silver for Ben Orr. I don't know if you oh, know that song. I- don't. It's from Nexter Day, Rick's oh, last solo album. I have uh, it. And it's a little tribute. So you pick one of those three to listen okay, to. Okay, that's you, rough because All Mixed Up is the best. Yes. I just, I, I want to hear Silver. I don't know that I know that. Okay, let's, you should know it. I know, right? I have this album, but I do not remember this song, so let's hear it.
So, how did you know this was about Benjamin Orr? Did you read? Did you read that? Or I'm trying to remember if he told me that he was writing a song. No, oh, okay. That's I could be wrong, but I think I'm not. I'm Rick Ocasek right. told yeah. him. Told Rick Ocasek told him. I can't even. There's a wonderful um, Malcolm Gladwell does a podcast, and he has this great episode. Just like this one. <laughs> yes. What? About this is, except we do like four hours as opposed to right. ten thousand. But it's about the difference between people or artists that are just fully formed out of the gate, and then those that evolved. And I, you know, I got a copy of that Ocasek and Orr and woof, rough stuff. <laughs> and they became so great. Yeah. And I just think, oh, that's so interesting because you and I have also talked about how Chrissy Hind, like fully yeah. formed right out of the gate. Right. And um, some, you know, take, take the time, but it's really, it's a terrific um, podcast. And cool. And about how Hallelujah, it's kind of based on that and how that song had to evolve to get great from the original version. I, I listened to the Missing Richard Simmons podcast for the <gasps> same reason. I hear it's amazing. Great. It actually, the New York Times did a piece about how it's, it may be a horrible piece of exploitation today, no. which is true, but it's also very good. Good exploitation. Okay, I'll be. I'm, we're driving to um, wine country this weekend with friends, and I'm I'm planning on listening to it the the whole way. Now I'm trying to think how we wrap this up. You're Hold out on, of song. You're driving I'm to done. wine country. You're driving to wine country. Uh, listen to podcasts. So you yeah. are white then. <laughs> okay. Yes. Did Johnny go along to wine country? No. Where does Johnny go? I don't know. With his father somewhere? Baseball oh, oh, the, fa- the father's not going to wine country either. No. Okay. No. The father. <laughs> like we don't know who it Johnny's is. Johnny's father. My first husband. I'm so glad that Johnny's finally connected with his father. <laughs> yes. After all this time. Um, Hold it. Your father, you're sorry, your husband compels me to meet for have you meet Barry Gibb. Yes. And you can't take your husband to wine country. He, mm-hmm. do, uh, he doesn't want to go with me and the girls. He seems like such a kickback and for the wine country kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you taking Barry Gibb to wine country? Oh, or, or no. Elliot, could you imagine? I'd love to have conversations with him. Or Elliot Easton to wine country. Um, so here's what we'll do. I'll play a song and then I'll let you have the play out song. Okay. Okay. Uh, this isn't my song but I'm going to play a little bit of that Roger Taylor racing in the street real quick because I had just have it. And since you guys maybe never heard it before. Let me jump it up here. This is Roger Taylor covering Springsteen. I got a 69 Chevy with a 396 Beauty heads and a hearse down the floor Waiting tonight down in the parking lot outside the 7-Eleven store. Is that doing anything for you, David? It, it kind of sounds like the, like the car is trying to do a Bruce Springsteen car song. Hey, then that goes right in with the topic. All right, that's all. Okay, um, here's a band that um, that I don't really... So this is my real song. This is... Uh, you just stopped me from playing Racing in the Streets, you know. You can still play. No, I'm not going to. We played wow. Car Wash. Wow. I just stopped. By it. Rose Royce, that Car Wash? No, no. Oh. Car, no, Bruce Springsteen's Car Wash. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a band This is a band that I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I mean, I don't, I don't not like them. I just haven't got into them. And everyone's like, they're Beatles? amazing. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the Beatles. No, it's Big Star. Oh, the greatest. Oh. I know. That's what everyone tells me. They're, they're, are you the same way? I don't know. I don't know them from. All right. Well, the, but this song's great. I found this song, so I just brought it. This is called uh, Back of a Car. See the 
Chris Bell was the other sort of key member, but Alex Chilton, uh, Jody Stevens, another member. But Alex Chilton, who became this weird cult figure, mm-hmm. was also the biggest douchebag of an interview. You could uh, south of Lou Reed, he was the most. He was really difficult because he was bitter, drunk, and unsuccessful. Real the combo plan. Worse than Van Morrison. Uh, yes, in a different way. Okay. Uh, plus, he's not Van Morrison, who right. I, commands true. a certain respect. Uh, I loved Alex Chilton, but he gave one of the least gracious interviews I ever. Quest answers I ever got, which was, I said, would you ever consider making a record with all these people who've said how much they love you? Like, uh, it was like Westerberg, uh, Peter Buck, all these, like, there was yeah. good, you know, I mean, Westerberg wrote Alex Chilton, a replacement song called, named after him. Yep. And he went, why the fuck would I want to record with people who are worse than me? Mm. And I was like, oh boy, that is boy, oh not boy. the right answer. Is he still <laughs> with us, like, Alex he Chilton? No, he's not with any of us. Rock, rock in peace, Alex yes, Chilton? wherever he is. Uh, I will say apologies real quickly to the bands I didn't play, U2, a song called Fast Cars, uh, Foreigner, Rev on the Red Line, and Gin Blossoms, a song called My Car. Those are my, those are my apologies mm. to those people. Do you want me to make my apologies? You don't have to. It's a, whatever you want to do. Tom Petty. I was going to do one that I love because I think of it from Driving Carpools. There's a song called Turn This Car Around. I love Highway Companion. Uh, which is one of those underrated records. Oh, my God. So and underrated. It was the exact years when I was driving my kids in school carpools constantly and that's like something my dad would say. Do I have to turn this car around? So I love that song. Neil Young and Crazy Horse Sedan Delivery from Russ Never Sleeps, which it's barely about cars. It's really, I think, about dealing drugs, but it, I always loved the weirdness of the title, Sedan Delivery. Uh, apologies to the other car songs, especially All Mixed Up, which is our oh, both of our favorite best. car songs. And uh, that's it. So your playout song then is going to be this Tracy Chapman song. Oh, oh I actually, no, I was going to skip that, but let's play it. Oh, well, what, what do you want your playout to be? <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were going to do a playout. Yeah, we do a playout. In that case, I'm going to, let's, let's do, because we've we've done so many men. We yeah, that's out, true. Yes. We started out with women. Let's do. We, well, we played Kathy Valentine. We played uh, Lucinda Lone Williams. Justice, and Lucinda Justice. Williams, sure. Yeah, and it's weird. Tracy Chapman's career, because of the way it's gone, mm-hmm. people forget how great that first record Oh my God, that is such a great album. If you go back to it, it's so good. And the guy who produced it, David Kirshenbaum, who did Joe Jackson, who's yeah. one of my favorites of all time, it's like he became the hottest producer in the world off of doing that and then I think never took more than 10 seconds on any record after that. <laughs> but the production, the sound of that record yep, is it's so, so great. great. Uh, and let's promote real quick, uh, Christy, you're, you're, where are you at uh, on Twitter? Give us your Twitter at handle. At Christy S. Mann. Christy S. Mann. Yep. David, where are you on Twitter? At Wild About Music. Uh, I'm at Pat underscore Francis. We are at Rock Solid Show. David, you have some uh, some uh, you have uh, the comedy jam coming out. What was your how did you work on that? What was your uh, what was your job on I that? I think my title was rabbinical supervisor <laughs> under the rabbinical supervision of David Wilde. I think all right, perfect. I did a bris on all the comedians as they walked out on stage. You you came to one episode or yeah, a couple maybe. I don't. Did know. you enjoy the? I experience? did. I thought it was terrific. Had, I saw Jesse Tyler saw Ferguson Jesse, right, who was wonderful. And he, yeah, he had the uh, the girl from Sia dance behind him. Uh huh. No, it wasn't. The, it was actually just a kid who danced who did that. That was not. It looks Maddie, like the girl. No. It looks Moms? like her. No, it was a young man uh, who we uh, asked to do it, and he was great. He was really great because yeah. I saw just a little clip, and I thought it was her. Yeah. Um, we are at Rock Solid Show. David also pick up uh, Fleetwood Mac's uh, Tango in the Night to read David's uh, liner notes. I think you have to buy the expensive one. I think you have to pay. No, I bought the two disc of Mirage and your notes are in there. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. They don't even send it to me. All right. <laughs> maybe you call, maybe you call Stevie Nicks. Maybe she'll give you one. But I just told you, I'm afraid I don't like to call. I don't, I don't like to bother. Mm, it's oh, passive I'll, aggressive. I'll ask for you. 
Uh, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, David.